0: We are live. Oh boy, are you guys going to be jealous? I got a nice little preview of every drop on the Very Good Show soundboard. <laughs> a lot of those were oh, the behind-the-scenes behind the, behind the scenes magic for you people. <laughs> I forgot where it was on this board. I had to find uh, that, it. I like, that, that's Craig, by the way, taunting me like, well, I guess you don't want to hear these drops. So <laughs> I've got a lot of them.
1: i got so many.
0: <laughs> uh, a little peek behind the uh, the madness that ensues here and just how dumb I am in general, they're doing work on my house here. So there's a constant, you know, every 20 minutes or whatever, there's like three loud knocks on the wall. And every time without fail, I like look up and like, oh, someone at the door. <laughs> and no one has ever knocked on our door, mind you. <laughs> isn't it- But it gets me every time. It's hard
1: to get to door,
0: isn't it? Uh, well, it can be. It depends. I, yes, I um, I have a moat outside my house <laughs> for anyone that tries to get near me.
1: The drawbridge and everything.
0: Yes, yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, hello, everybody. This is, of course, uh, the blonde Mike Project, where uh, you guys know I have a policy, generally. We, uh, we you know, threw down a couple of rules last week. This is a policy, not a rule. I hope Craig's writing it down for the company handbook. Mm-hmm. Uh, But, you know, generally I say uh, KMS stuff I talk about when I'm on KMS. But there were a couple and I'll be on tomorrow. So I'll talk about it then, I'm sure. But uh, there were just a couple things since it just happened, you know, two hours ago or whatever. uh, There were a couple things that stood out to me. Uh, The Justin stuff, I'll probably just talk about tomorrow. Mostly. But uh, (laughs) the one thing that really stood out to me. Was so at the end of the show, Alex Bennett is on Chris Clemmer's trivia team or whatever. Yeah, yeah. The aspect that I found fascinating, obviously, they were going off on Alex and all of that. The part that I found fascinating, and this really sums up why I've said a couple times, like I've kind of been annoyed at Chris's act or you know behavior, whatever, whatever it is he's doing, the character that he's become <laughs> has annoyed me a little bit. And today was a perfect encapsulation of that because while all this is going on, there's a you know a huge podcast talking about essentially you live, so people are reacting to it. Three people that work right next to you call, called into the show or tried to call in. Alex, fucking Jeff Lowe, and uh, Rico Bosco are all talking about it at the very least. And it centers around you. And at while that's happening, Chris tweets out, like, Hey, go grab some barstool merch. <laughs> it's like, that's the part that's weird to me is he's just abandoning, you know, like I, I've a, the, this question comes up every couple of months or whatever. Like, uh, why don't you want to work full time for the show or get paid or whatever? And I say every time it hasn't sunk in with you people. So I'll say it again. Uh, I'm very appreciative of what the show does for me and has done for me. And I look at going on there to promote as payment. You know, I think that's a pretty huge platform that is getting new listeners all the time. So I think being able to say, hey, come subscribe to my thing is a pretty big deal. And I'm also aware that you guys watching right now come from that show, come from KMS. Oh, well, we've confirmed at least one from WATP, but the rest of you come from KMS, obviously. And I'm hyper aware of that. So maybe sometimes too aware, but I'm very aware and try and pay respect to that all the time, which is why it would be weird if today, for whatever reason, I was the target of that anger. It would be so bizarre if while that was happening, I tweeted, you know, these tank, these gearhead tank tops are awfully comfy, folks. (laughs) perfect for your summer wear go out and grab one (laughs) isn't that bizarre to you like isn't that strange for someone who likes a show like KMS and I'm sure he's been on there like I'm sure Chris was on there at some point or at least on you know one of the minifan shows or whatever when this topic has come up like Howard Stern changing has gotten brought up from time to time and is mocked because it's such a you know wild, like uh, disparaging difference from what he used to be. And yet a guy who likes a show that would mock something like that is now just ignoring that stuff. That's the part that's weird to me. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, it is weird. Like getting,
1: get involved. It probably would help his, uh, his interactions and traction. Of
0: course too. it would. Of course it would. And I, listen, I'm not a confrontational guy, as you guys know. So I'm not even saying, you know, get into the weeds, give him shit, but fight back. I'm saying acknowledge it. <laughs> That's all. You know, don't pretend it's not. Don't stick your head in the sand and pretend it's not happening. That's the weird part to me.
1: Yeah, like uh, Alex Bennett posted a tweet that was like. Um,
0: uh, she literally said, I'm trying to trade Clemmer. <laughs> oh no she even posted another one So just react to that react to that alone you know what i mean like whatever people are literally talking about you on the internet you work for a site that feeds off of you know behind the scenes drama you're supposed to react that's your job to react to that
1: (laughs) that too but she also posted a tweet where uh she was like drafting my apology email to kirk or whatever if he just go if commented and be like oh i wouldn't do that he doesn't read them
0: Right, right. Yeah, it's not going to help you or something. Yeah. Like exactly. something
1: small. You know.
0: Just yeah, that's what that's all. You're exactly right. Craig is, me and Craig are on the same page as usual. <laughs> no, um, no. Yeah. Like it's, it's weird to not acknowledge it, I guess, is all I'm saying, particularly when you come from that world and everything you're doing is from that world. If you're writing blogs, hey, wouldn't it be crazy if I moved to the town where an expansion team is? And, I like to drink and I like movies. Here's a list of movies. Like that's fine to do. I in my in my opinion, but kind of give at least a, you know, tip of the cap to where it came from. You know? Right.
1: Plus like, even it, it could have helped those blogs if he inserted video or audio of him coming up with that idea.
0: Uh yeah, but even that that's different cuz that's like kind of using K- I think there's a difference between like using KMS stuff for your own benefit and like paying homage or respect to what it's done for you. You know what I mean? There is a, it's a fine line there that he would have to walk. Well, I'm saying So it, maybe he just doesn't want to deal with it at all, but it's weird yeah. to me.
1: I don't know. I would have been like, Oh yeah, I had this idea. Uh, it was received poorly or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Here's that clip. And then go off on a blog about the topic, not necessarily about that show, but like,
0: Right, right, exactly. Um, But, anyways, uh, you know, I'm I'm sure we'll talk more about that and Justin and all that when I'm on tomorrow. But, you know, it might be good news that there's a free agent lurking out there in the producer field because Matt from Rhode Island has bailed on us. Um, What happened? Well, his wife is filled up with some dumb kid that she's going to push out. (laughs) It's a real. Oh fuck it's that's a pain in the
1: ass. That's now. That ha- that's happening.
0: Yeah, I guess. So so he says. I'm sure it's a, I, mean, I don't even think it's happening. I don't think this guy has sex. <laughs>
1: he doesn't come across. He doesn't have the hairline of a guy that has sex, that's for sure.
0: No, certainly not. <laughs> no, we wish we wish Matt all the luck in the world, but he will be uh you know it's odd that it happened today, right after the after the Justin thing. Because I texted him uh i accidentally deleted an email he sent me that i needed and i was like hey could you just uh send that again sorry about that and he goes oh yeah no problem by the way probably won't be around for a while (laughs) and i just thought to myself if i didn't text you right now when would i have found that out (laughs) but also i guess shame on me as uh, someone that interacts with this man, no idea the kid was due this week. <laughs> I didn't either, but I was like, he's probably got six more months or something, right?
1: It's probably one of those things where, like, um, it's happened with with Mike too. Is he's like, oh yeah, once uh my wife has the the second kid, I'll be around more, it'll be easier. And I'm in my head, who having two kids already? I'm like, what fucking planet are you on, dude? Right,
0: right, right. right. I don't
1: think you realize how much time this
0: is gonna take. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we'll see. We'll see we'll uh struggle through here at uh, Blend Mike Enterprises. We're losing one of our key pieces, my right-hand man really. Yeah. <laughs> our top producer, number 1. Yes. <laughs> um, what was the other Oh, the, other, the one other thing I wanted to mention is it does seem odd to leave a giant podcast for uh, from a gigantic media company to pursue something in the entertainment
1: field. <laughs> See, I thought, I mean, he could have probably easily done that under the KMS banner, I would assume, if he wanted right, to. Right, or even
0: not, where you have a... Di- well, I mean, like I said, I'll talk about it tomorrow. It just seemed like an odd excuse or reasoning, but who knows?
1: Yeah, it sounds like something's going on again. Um,
0: I don't know, yeah, well But who knows uh, Good luck, Justin, he's a good man I like Justin so, a lot Yeah, he's a good guy, you know, he goes, he deals with a lot And I can uh, relate to some of it, so I understand mm. uh, Anyways We gotta get down to business here Oh um, well, yeah, I, I assume you followed my orders and did not watch the video I sent you uh, no, I downloaded it and got to the timestamp you sent me. <laughs> Good boy. So this is a nice little segue into one of our topics today. This is a song from your guy, Kid Rock,
1: <laughs> oh boy. from
0: back in the day. I believe this song was featured in the classic film Osmosis Jones. Are you familiar?
1: I've heard of it. Um,
0: the 7-Up guy's in it, isn't it? Isn't he? I don't know. Chris Rock is in it, I'm pretty sure. Oh, maybe it was I think Louie might be, too. Hmm. Um, I thought it was a kids movie No I might be wrong based on the, the content of this song But I was listening to the Bonfire uh, Hosted by Big J Oakerson and Dan Soder And they just happened to be talking about this And I thought it was a nice segue into a topic I wanted to bring up today uh, So let's hear this lyric from a kid rock song And I wanted everyone's reaction Keep in mind it is from a different time I guess So maybe we're maybe I'm judging it unfairly But uh, let's hear for yourselves
2: now some people say my mind's blown I'm cooling like a snow cone my cell phone, I'm pagey Can't call me, just page me Young ladies, young ladies I like them under See, Some say that, that story. <laughs> I say it's lady-tory. My story that
1: guy. <laughs> What the fuck? Mother of God! <laughs> I like them under age? And then I don't know if
0: you heard the next part I didn't, I was wowing over that one Well you know what, let's go back and let's let Bob say it himself (laughs) And Bob and uh Whoever he's with (laughs) Mandatory
1: That was Joe C too
0: You have to do it.
1: <laughs> that was uh the the midget and Kid Rock's band.
0: Yes. Well, hey, let's not get problematic ourselves now. The he, little ca- person.
1: he called himself that.
0: Oh, all right, all right. Yeah. Then I, then it's fine, I guess. Um <laughs> I couldn't believe they they haven't played uh when I was listening uh, earlier today, I think. And uh I was like, Good God. And I cause uh I talked to our boy Vinny Paulino about uh doing an episode another episode of Why You Laughing. And he asked what topics I had in store and I threw out a few and one that I want to do in the coming weeks is the man show. Are you familiar? Oh, very. And so we were talking about it for a minute. And I was just saying it's fa- the man show and there are a bunch of examples from the nineties specifically of the nineties and entertainment are a great example of why we are where we are today, where now you can look at shit and say, you know, fuck this PC culture. Everyone's so sensitive. But it's an overcorrection to a mainstream artist saying, hey, statutory, that's for everyone. Let's all do it. <laughs> it's mandatory. <laughs> <laughs> that's unreal. So the reason I uh, wanted to bring that song to everyone's attention <laughs> is uh, I wanted to talk a little about Dane Cook today. Did you see that? I Your did. boy? I did. How do you defend these actions?
1: She was 18. Was she? Yeah. Uh,
0: I don't know. That's not what I'm hearing.
1: Uh, she's 23. They started, they've they been dating for five years.
0: Right, but the stories that have been going around are that she was like hanging at his house when she was 16 or 17 years old. And he would have these parties with underaged people and like in, his, in the video that he made saying he got engaged mm-hmm. For anyone that doesn't know Dane Cook is bordering 50 now I think he's 48 think he, or 49 I think he is 50 uh, Oh he might be 50 And uh just got engaged to a 23 year old Do I have that one right? Yes And um, he, he said like She was my best friend when I met her And then we started dating And it's like well that's pretty weird for a 45 year old guy To be best friends with a girl in high
1: school. <laughs> uh, they, they've been dating since 2018 and she's 23 so she was 19.
0: Right. Yeah. But did you see the, the story I sent you or blog whatever it is <laughs> um, was suggesting that he was hey he would have these parties with a lot of y- youngsters which is very weird even if he's doing nothing illegal and like hey if you think 18 is too young then have the laws changed I say but it's still ve- that's very weird behavior.
1: <laughs> Even though Cook and Taylor started dating when she was 18, Taylor first appeared on Cook's Instagram as a guest at one of his infamous game nights in October 2016 yes. when she could have been 17 years old.
0: That is odd phrasing, could have been.
1: <laughs> yeah, however, Cook's track record of inviting underage girls to his home did not begin with Taylor. And here's the part where you were just talking about. Dane Cook has a history of hanging out with underage girls at his, quote, game nights.
0: Um, very odd, no? Yeah, that's weird. Um, and let's listen. Listen, you guys know I defend the innocent. So let's say nothing illegal is happening. Just as a concept. Let's say there's nothing, you know, nothing sexual going on or anything. He is just friends with these people. That's very bizarre for a 45 or 40 whatever year old guy To be friends with 17-year-olds. What the fuck do you talk about? Yeah, Yeah, how is class? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you know, you guys, uh, you probably don't remember when I sold out Madison Square Garden because you were three. (laughs) 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 Like, what do they possibly relate on?
1: (laughs) Nothing. Nothing. He's probably uh, uh, still horny all the time, and she's young, so she probably is as well. So... That's probably about where it begins and ends.
0: She's a, it seems like a a lovely lady. I, you know, the attraction is what it is, I suppose. So I, you know, for a 50 year old to be attracted to a 23 year old, I get that. But to want to hang out with a 16 year old, I can't fathom. It doesn't make any fucking sense to me. No, no. Uh, So, you know, people have been comparing him to Chris D'Elia, which I'm not sure is fair, but.
1: Uh, it's not unfair. I don't think,
0: uh, no, it's not unfair based on what Chris D'Elia actually did, but the problem with this stuff and the reason I kind of defend a lot of it is, and the reason I think you should, like when I got into the argument with Kirk, he's like, well, why rank these things? And my logic there is because you can't consider Cosby and Louie and Aziz Ansari, all the same thing. You have right. to differentiate, I think. Because otherwise, you're calling a Xenon Sari a rapist. <laughs> which which is wild, you know? Right. Um. So, nope. so D'Elia is... Ba- like, So the problem with that stuff is people now think of Dalia as a pedophile. When he's something different, and you could say equally as creepy, but possibly not illegal, which there is a difference, you know? I don't think it's... It's
1: creepy, but I don't think it's as creepy as be an official pedophile he he at least is waiting
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah, he's a town scout (laughs) yeah
1: yeah exactly (laughs) he's
0: got a keen eye for who's gonna make it to the majors (laughs) yeah Uh, he's uh by the way do you know there's some woman uh Alice Hamilton I think her name is she did an entire special about Crystalia
1: oh god
0: there was some stuff that came up this week where, like, she has screenshots of him. Uh, it's hard to say. I, I even don't really want to talk about it because it's very vague. and It might not be real because there's no indication that it's actually him. But there are these screenshots of DMs where he's going back and forth with this woman and then seemingly pretends to be his girlfriend or wife. And threatens to kill the girl. <laughs> what? I think, Al- I did, I was going to send it to you, but I think she deleted the tweet, so I couldn't find him anywhere. But it was, it was very weird. But my point is, the the woman who's, uh, who sent out these screenshots, Alice Hamilton, is a comedian who did a special, not about like the Me Too movement, about specifically Chris D'Elia, which is very weird.
1: Alice Hamilton, Chris D'Elia screenshots. See what that brings me. Oh, you have it. No, I'm just look, look. Someone's got them. True. Um,
0: I'll have to look. That's all right. I couldn't find them either. But yeah, very, very, weird stuff going on in the, in the world of comedy. I prefer to laugh. Remember that?
1: Yeah. Um, we could all
0: just have a laugh.
1: When was the screenshots from? Because I found possibly something from uh, twenty I mean, July, late July.
0: That would make sense, I think. So she just tweeted about it recently, I guess. But based on, I looked up like her name and Crystalia, and it seemed like all the tweets were replies to something that had been deleted. Mm-hmm. So she may have just tweeted it, but the screenshots could be old. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but read it. Re- refresh my uh, read it to me here, and I'll tell you if it's correct.
1: Uh, here's a list of things he wants to do and how much he's going to pay her to do each thing.
0: Yep, that's it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: okay. Here's the here's the list. Kit,
0: okay.
1: Kiss five hundred bucks. Fingering five hundred bucks. Here comes a big leap. Oh,
0: those seem odd to be on the same scale. <laughs> BJ, twenty three thousand dollars. Okay. He's a strange negotiator. <laughs>
1: uh, suck balls, uh, five hundred bucks. Okay. mean, both of you, both of you, talk dirty, five hundred bucks.
0: Boy, she's willing to do a lot for a reasonable rate. Up until suck a dick.
1: I think this is or is uh, this
0: Delia proposing to her?
1: This is Delia. I think. Huh? Gag on! Him. By
0: the way, while we're speaking of Chris Delia, I'm told uh, the Warthog texted me yesterday. Is he playing the Wang Theater?
1: Uh, that sounds. Didn't he have something
0: booked before all this even happened? Well, maybe, but still, I think that's like two or three thousand seats. Why, why does Chris D'elia have fans? It's baffling to me. Um, I
1: liked I liked his earlier stuff for sure. Of
0: course you did. I forgot.
1: Um, white male black comic was not bad. Special. That was before he got heavy heavy into the uh, weird dumb noises and he'd actually make jokes. Ah uh,
0: yes. Well, those are classic bits. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um,
0: I've said this before, but Chris D'elia. Took over. It's not, it doesn't surprise me that you're a big Delia fan, because he is kind of the modern day Dane Cook in a way. Saturday, November. 12th. I've always said that about his comedy, and now we know that about his sexual preferences as well. He has two two
1: shows, November twelfth at the Wang Theater. That's crazy. I think that's a, I think that's bigger than. It is. The Wilbur. It is. Why? Why does he have fans? that many too. I don't it, like it it's college girls.
0: Cuz even if those went on sale before the before the allegations and the pandemic and all that, even still, that's too many. I I might have to stand outside there and just interview people coming out. Why did you come to this show?
1: <laughs> we do want to do that.
0: <laughs> kind of now. I just said it just came to me, but
1: <laughs> that would be actually pretty funny.
0: Yeah, <laughs> uh, what are you? What are you doing here? Yeah, that's actually not a bad idea. We should do that. Uh, I'm going to
1: show your mom that you were here. What do, what do you think her thoughts will be?
0: <laughs> oh, please, not on camera. I don't want to be. <laughs> I just came here for a few laughs.
1: <laughs> how by gro- the way, how gross is his dick if it's going to take twenty three thousand dollars? <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's a great question. Uh, speaking of Chris D'Elia, I think I'm. I think I'm finally committed. And I think I'm willing to uh, give away some tickets as well. There might be one extra one because I was going to bring Matt from Rhode Island. But uh, October 1st, mm-hmm. if the gearheads are in, then we're going to see Brendan Shop. Yep. You're in?
1: Yeah, I, I think, was it, me, you, and Mike, I guess, are left. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I was going to say me, you, and Matt, but uh, yeah, I guess if Mike wants it, he can take his place. But uh, we'll give away, let's say, three or four tickets to uh, Good Gearhead. So if you're subscribed at blindmike.net, then uh, you can possibly join us. We'll give away three tickets to subscribers to see Brendan Schaub. This isn't official because I haven't bought the tickets yet, so I just have to make sure uh, (laughs) they're they're still available. I know Schaub sells out pretty quickly. He does, sadly. I know. (laughs) Is that Laugh Boston? Yeah. So uh, if you don't want to win the tickets And you just want to go with us You're also welcome to do that I guess (laughs) Uh,
1: Box Eating Dad says I
0: I think that's a good idea I think we should go
1: Uh, Box Eating Dad says he'll pay four grand To hang out with Neck
0: right. well Hopefully your name gets pulled I gotta say he's got a good shot Box Eating Dad
1: (laughs) Oh man Delia's fucking weird Yeah there's no way to prove that these are actually him though
0: yeah, that was the weird thing. And then it gets into, like, threats and shit like that. So it is it is very strange. But this woman, Alice Hamilton, is really, really going after him. Mm. Um, but, you know, listen, I'm not the guy. I don't have the mind or the wherewithal to really be taking down, you know, pedophiles and the global elites. But you know who does is the great Alex Jones, And people like KFC, ninnies, little ninnies, little tattletales like KFC are trying to get him deplatformed. Have you been following that at all? Does Jerry give a shit about it?
1: Uh, We talked about it a little bit, but it's like, I mean, once you see the judge and see what happens, you're like, "Ah, what what are you going to (laughs) do?
0: Well, can we play? Can we play his great victory first before we uh, before we play his embarrassing moment? The uh the Epstein one, <laughs> yeah. Hold on you sent me- this is where he really puffs out his chest.
1: Hold on uh, you sent me the the longer one, but the one you're talking about is only a couple seconds long. So let me find that. Uh yeah, that one I don't have in our exchange here.
0: Oh well whatever one I sent you is fine.
1: Okay, I'll play that for a second while I look for the other one because I definitely can find that because that was everywhere <laughs> yeah um, yeah he got railroaded huh 45 million
0: it's it's insane and fucking you have people like KFC who just want to be applauded by liberals that's all that is by the way because Kevin knows even less than me about the case like he doesn't fucking know anything about it he hasn't looked into one second of what Alex Jones said. He has no idea. He, a guy like that, just reads headlines and said, "Oh, he talked about Sandy Hook. You should deplatform him," which is really a brilliant thing for Kevin Clancy to say, who has said some wild shit, and you know, rightfully so. He should be crazy. Should be able to say crazy shit on his show, which is why it's insane for guys like Kevin, who say dumb shit. Like the Tiger Woods car crash is a hoax, and Colin Kaepernick is an ISIS. It's wild for you to then be like, "Hey, I absolutely think you should have to pay forty-five million dollars if someone doesn't like something you said." That's I don't know
1: how do they even come up with that price.
0: I don't know. I never know really. Whoops. Uh, Sorry. Go ahead. It's I. I think it's I guess it's just a negotiation in a way where I'm sure they asked for an exorbitant amount of money. And then it was settled to somewhere. Was it settled at a court or was that just the ruling? I think that was the ruling. Good God. Yeah, I have no idea how that works, really.
1: If it's settled, I mean, he's going to sue his own lawyers and then not have to pay a fucking dime. But actually, we'll start with the uh, Epstein one. All right, good. Here we go.
2: Things you've been talking about a lot recently on your show. Uh, even within the past couple of months, is your allegation that government officials are aiding in pedophilia, child trafficking, and the grooming of children, right? What do you mean, like, what Jeffrey Epstein did with the Clintons? <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, the the version I said, said you had, like, cheers afterwards and everything, which is what I wanted. Oh, that was... <laughs> this is because you know... You know that was Alex Jones just puffing out his chest and like just a slam dunk. He thought he was he thought he was in on that one.
1: Oh no, that was a great line. But uh, you're thinking of that video that's spliced with the UFC uh reaction with Joe Rogan. Like
0: that one I saw, I think Royce tweeted one out where uh it's the Snoop Dogg and Dr. Dre song. <laughs> <Da-da-da-da-da>. <laughs> 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 uh, so so yeah, Alex Jones thought he was Thought he was cruising on that one, but unfortunately, uh, not so much. By the way, speaking of our boy Royce, um, our other boy, Carl, from Who Are These Podcasts, is in trouble. Who, who knows? Stuttering John might win $45 million from this poor bastard. So uh, we had Carl on to talk about his lawsuit with Stuttering John. So uh, And it was a good episode. So go back to the Patreon and check that out. Uh, you can find that at blindmike.net If you'd be so kind as to support the show, uh, that's also where you can win these Brendan Schaub tickets. Isn't that exciting? <laughs> How we're gonna do that? Mm? We'll figure it out. I guess I'm just gonna buy them if there's any left. And <laughs> I, I I'll uh, I'll do this though. This is this I can guarantee. If I get the tickets, I'll pull the old blind card, reserve us a table right up front. <laughs>
1: I'll be back cuz it's just going to be him hearing me go what the fuck is that <laughs> no heckling
0: yeah 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 this is a no heckling thing we're there to uh as carl says observe and report you know Observe and report we're here to just to just let the let the laughs soak in
1: we're not here to ruin the man's career just to make fun of it
0: that's exactly right Um, but yeah, that stuttering John story, I find fascinating. So go to the Patreon to, uh, check out Carl, um, and, and the shit that he's dealing with because people are, people are pretty fucking insane. And, uh, you know, it's, I've heard, uh, I think Bo Burnham was the first person I heard say this and I've heard it several times since, but, uh, Bo Burnham said that basically social media in 20 years will be viewed the same way as cigarettes. Like, the equivalent of us saying now, like, your doctor smoked in the office would be like, your therapist had Twitter? Like, that's fucking weird. <laughs> like, I think at some point, you know, just generationally, people are going to learn how to navigate social media. But you look at guys like Shab and Stuttering John, like, they, <laughs> they're they not equipped for it. <laughs> Jesus Christ, sorry. And believe me, I've had my moments, which is why, like, uh, with Justin today, I sympathize uh, what he's going through and everything but also I think he, Justin wouldn't you know if you if you were mean to Justin on social media he might not like you but I go, I don't think he's gonna take you to court <laughs> no definitely not <laughs> the way these two idiots have tried correct um, um yeah so so this was the big uh, moment that everyone was talking about from the Alex Jones trial where uh speaking of crystalia it's not dissimilar. From telling Chris D'Elia that you could screen record Snapchats mm-hmm. <laughs> I think Alex Jones was uh, internally g- giving the same look that D'Elia did in that moment When this happened in the courtroom
2: So you did get my text messages and said you didn't Nice trick <laughs> <Is this> not- <laughs> Yes Mr. Jones oh. Indeed you didn't give this text message to me. You don't You don't know where this came from. Do you know where I got this? No. Mr. Jones, did you know that 12 days ago, 12 days ago, your attorneys messed up and sent me an entire digital copy of your entire cell phone with every text message you've sent for the past two years, and when informed... Did not take any steps to identify it as privileged or protect it in any way, and as of two days ago, it fell free and clear into my possession, and that is how I know you lied to me when you said you didn't have text message about Sandy Hook. Did you know that? I see. I told you the truth. This is your Perry Mason moment. I gave them my phone, and Mr. Jones, you need to answer the question. No, I, Did you know I, this? I... No, I didn't know this happened. But I mean, I told you, I gave him the phone over. And just, you know. The just and you said, the question. You said in your deposition, you searched your phone. You said you pulled down the text, did the search function for Sandy Hook. That's what you said, Mr. Jones. Correct. And I had several several different phones with this number, but I did, yeah. Of course, I mean that's why you got it. No, Mr. Jones, that's <laughs> not why. That's, My lawyer said so. What Brian. Alex Jones okay. is very good at, what the fuck? sorry,
1: wouldn't stop. It no. <laughs> wouldn't stop.
0: Uh-huh. <laughs> what Alex Jones is very good at is ranting unopposed and manipulating things to prove his point. And that's not even to say he's wrong about things, I'm just saying, like, that's what he's great at, like, getting people, to, you know, arguing unopposed and just ranting in a way that, you know, kind of convinces people of what he said. to see him opposed where someone has him dead to rights is it's the, it's great theater because the guy is saying one thing. He saying, you send me this text messages, these text messages. And Alex Jones goes, I know exactly. That's, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> 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 like, actually Alex, it's not at all what you're saying. You doofus. <laughs> He
1: got fucking railroaded. That judge is so biased, it's not even funny.
0: Yeah, so that seems like one I didn't pay very I paid very very little attention to the case. Mhm. Um which I'm surprised it's not one that guys like Jerry and like you know Tucker Carlson are talking about more.
1: We did talk about it, but not like it didn't dominate an episode.
0: It seems like that would be right up their alley, defending Alex Jones. But the the thing I find, you know, strange and and, and dangerous, frankly, <laughs> is that this is clearly not... It's not dissimilar from, you know, the FBI raiding Trump's house. I, again, I'm not the guy to comment on that. I don't know a lot about it. But it does seem very, you know, politically motivated. And if it wasn't Donald Trump, it wouldn't be happening. That sort of a thing. If this wasn't Alex Jones this wouldn't be happening. And he certainly wouldn't have been found, you know, guilty of whatever this is. Yeah. Like, so when, when actual, you know, lawsuits or criminal cases or whatever are being decided by, you know, public opinion, that's incredibly dangerous. I
1: don't know what Alex like, Just forever. That's worth.
0: dangerous for everyone. The legal system, everything.
1: What's his net worth? Do you have any idea? I'm looking it up right now.
0: Uh I think we looked it up the other day. I think it was like 40 million or something. Holy fuck. Yeah, so they're taking him for quite literally everything he's
1: got. <laughs> no, no, he's he's worth between 135 and 270 million. Oh, really? Yeah.
0: Oh, wow, good for InfoWars.
1: Yeah, I actually now now that I was thinking about it, we did actually spend a good amount of one episode on there and part of it was looking through um the InfoWars store online because they make like a ton of money. And Jerry
0: was, yeah, I think, yeah, it seems like it would be up Jerry's alley to be like, hey, what the fuck is going on here? Because that's as much as uh, fucking dumb fuck Clancy doesn't see it, that's dangerous for everybody. That's dangerous for people that don't say 1% of something as crazy as, you know, Parkland was fake. But even if you say something mildly controversial, now the precedent has been set that, hey, If you say something that leads to your followers bothering the people involved, you know what I mean? Like it's not even that, uh, Alex Jones defamed their character. Although I guess in a way you could argue that he did, but what it's really about is that his followers reacted to what he was saying and then went on to, I don't know, harass the families or whatever they did. So to me, I would ask Kevin, Why is that at all different? Why is it even remotely different from when someone tweets something, Dave Portnoy responds and says, this is bullshit. You know, they're lying about Barstool. And then stoolies, you know, get into their DMs and Twitter replies and say horrible things. And then that person says, these people are harassing me. Because I don't see it as different at all. And now there's legal precedent for, you know, Julie DeCaro or whoever to go after you financially. And it's been a pretty lofty price. So basically what Kevin tweeted the other day is I am signing barstool sports up to pay $45 million lawsuits. When we say crazy shit about people,
1: uh, Boxeating dad says I'm sitting here looking like a dumbass because in my opinion Parkland sounds like an amusement
0: park. Well, it was one wild and crazy ride one day. So, <laughs> in a way you're not wrong, Boxeating dad. That um
1: I mean obviously what he said was shitty and
0: I mean he didn't It's idiotic. It's it's crazy. And and he said he was wrong. He is now uh, well, I mean, that's probably because of the lawsuit, but, but he has <laughs> since come out and said he was wrong about that. He said he was it's wrong. Crazy. Bef-
1: he said he was wrong before the lawsuit.
0: Uh, he did. Right. That yeah. Me- was
1: that Megan Kelly thing. The first time he said it, he said it before that. I know he said it on Rogan. Um, yeah, he said it a bunch of times. He's like, yeah, that was stupid. But the thing he didn't but even, do- that could have
0: been, who knows? That could have been because he felt the heat coming or something. Who knows? But even if he has pure intentions or impure intentions, he said he was wrong about that. And my point is simply, you should be able to be wrong about things. Definitely, but the big—that's my
1: the, big, the biggest thing that they were trying to get him for was um, like sending people after the families, which he definitely didn't do.
0: He didn't do. There's no. That's why I was looking through all weekend. I was looking for the quote or the you know the audio clip where he says. Go after these families or whatever fucking crazy shit he says. Uh, I forgot I can somewhat do an Alex Jones impression, and I did not display it there. <laughs> Go after the families. I still can't do it. Fuck. Um, but, but my point is, you should be able to. You should be able to be completely wrong about shit as long as you're not enacting violence in any way. If he said harass the families, or even if he said tweet mean shit at the families. Then I would say, you know what, fuck him. Who get? Who cares? But he didn't do any of that. He was ju- he just stayed in an opinion, a crazy opinion, and he was wildly wrong about it. You should be able to do that, and that's my defense of Alex Jones on everything. When people say, "Oh, he's so dangerous. He should be deplatformed," and this and that, it's like, no, no, no. You should be educating people to be smarter than Alex Jones, and to, or at least be smarter than to be manipulated by Alex Jones. Mm. You know what I mean? Like Patrice had a, what I believe is a brilliant idea. Uh, He basically said, you shouldn't have sensitivity training. You should have insensitivity training. You should teach people how to deal with insensitive assholes rather than scold the people who are misbehaving. Now, of course you can't have maniacs going around the worst workplace, harassing people. That's obvious, but there is an element of needing to, and you know, Kirk and Dave were talking about it today with, uh, you know, younger generations, and I would probably be lumped into that, I'm sure. But, like, there is an element of not knowing how to react when, you know, our backs are against the wall or there's any kind of pressure or we're criticized. Like, the way kids are coddled now, and it's only going to get worse with, you know, younger generations, like, the way people are coddled cause you to have things like sensitivity training and have lawsuits when there's something you don't like said in the media like it's starting to get really nuts. And I feel like we haven't gotten this as much in a while. Like people haven't bitched about me talking about cancel culture in it or anything. Cause I feel like we've really pulled back from a lot of it. Mm-hmm. But the reason I do rant about it and I am passionate about it is because the stuff that this stuff like this is wrong. It's wrong to charge someone $45 million. Cause he said a crazy thing on a podcast. Instead, what you should be doing is telling people, hey, he's an asshole. Don't listen to him. <laughs> That's not there's no there shouldn't be litigation over it. It's nuts.
1: Yeah. Even even when it comes down to like um, Twitter getting rid of him as much as I hate it. It's like, all right, well, don't use that platform. If you don't want to listen, to. you do what they say. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, exa- but, but when it comes to you're exa- on your own thing. And you can't even say shit. That's where it's like a real big issue.
0: Trump shouldn't be off Twitter. The people who don't like Trump should be off Twitter. That's why they say like, ah, it's a company. Yeah. They should be able to do what they want. It's what how it should be done is you don't just kick someone off your platform because you don't like them. How it should be done is Donald Trump is on Twitter. Enough people don't like following him on Twitter. So they leave the platform. The platform fails because no one wants to be on it. But that's not what happened at all. Donald Trump was on Twitter and everyone else was on Twitter every day because they were thinking, you know, oh, what's he going to say next? So to use, you know, to quote private parts, (laughs) Mm. literally, Howard Stern wouldn't exist in this model today. Like that type of edgy, offensive, shocking shit wouldn't exist because literally, People were listening to see, people that hated him were listening to see what he, uh, hear, hear what he said next. Now, the other argument could be how we started the show and say, well, then you wouldn't get Kid Rock, you know, singing about statutory rape. Mm-hmm. And sure, there may be an argument there. I'll grant you that.
1: It was, uh, that was Kidney Rock, by the way, not Kid Rock.
0: <laughs> I'm sorry, Kidney Rock. Well, they were both in on it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I don't know. It just it's it's gotten crazy out there and that really bothered me. I know I have a uh, vendetta against KFC. So people probably think I'm biased, but when I saw a guy that works for Barstool Sports, I thought he deserved to get so much more shit for that. Like people were twi- all the replies were you're a fucking idiot basically. But I think he deserved to get a lot more shit for cuz as a person in the media, what Kevin said is more offensive than what Alex Jones said. Mm. What Alex Jones said is crazier. And I understand, obviously, to those families, much more offensive, but to someone who does a podcast, KFC's comment is much more dangerous.
1: Definitely, a thousand percent.
0: And there's your there's your clip that won't be clipped, by the way, because we don't have a clip guy anymore.
1: Uh, PGA's in here. He's he's trying real hard lately, so I'm sure it'll go out.
0: <laughs> I can't steal him anymore. Kirk wants him.
1: He gets to start here, and then he takes off.
0: I could groom him. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you groomed him for other people.
0: I sure did. I'm the Dane cook of podcasting <laughs> in many ways. What's the age of consent in California, by the way, <sighs> it'd be great if I knew it off the top of my head. <laughs> Why do you ask? What's 16. <laughs> age of
1: This is like the creepiest uh, thing but to Google. I think
0: <laughs> it sure is. Hey, Francis made a song about it. Let's just listen to that. Oh, that's true. That's true. Um, by the way, I sent you uh eighteen. Okay. I, I, oh! God, how did I forget this? I meant to ask you all week, I refrained from asking you this because I wanted to ask you on the show. Why did you send me that Andrew Yang tweet? Uh what? I couldn't make heads or tails of it. Which would would I send? <laughs> Even he doesn't know. I think it's probably in our thread, probably right before those Alex Jones messages. You sent me some tweet from Andrew Yang or something.
1: Um, Huh. Oh, I thought <laughs> oh, that's that was actually oh, that's no. not the answer I was expecting. <laughs> oh, no, this one. Well, I sent I sent Jerry a couple Andrew Yang ones. So I didn't know if I accidentally sent you one that I was supposed to send to him. Oh, yeah, um, Was this? The one I sent you was like, I thought that's a Ruth Kanda like you read about.
0: Oh I didn't take it that way Let me hear it again Maybe I'm wrong
1: Someone wearing a forward shirt His party uh, And a yep. biker riding by him yelled Let's go And pumped his fist Word is definitely getting out
0: That was me actually I, that, It's 100% true That was me Yeah. I don't buy that for <laughs> I, wear, I wear my forward shirt around town as I ride Sure I, I can see that
1: happening But the fact that he would be there To witness it <laughs>
0: All right, you know what? That's a fair <laughs> I'll grant you that. That he was standing there, the guy they're supporting, and no one notices him. He just happens to be looking. Yeah. Uh, and all the,
1: the people, you know, all the bikers out there that fucking love liberal politics.
0: Well, that's another good... You know, you make some good points. Maybe he'd been a bicyclist. <laughs> Maybe.
1: That's more accurate, but the fact uh, that, imagine if he's like, let's go, woo holy shit, Andrew Yang. Oh, my
0: God, is that <laughs> what, Andrew Yang? What are the odds? <laughs> you know, Craig, I you, you make a good point. I didn't think of it that way. <laughs> hey, I'm a big forward party guy. You know, just just blurting that out for no reason. Oh, my, my goodness. <laughs> There's the leader right there. <laughs> You know, I'm just chanting Yang Gang as I do every time I walk down the street. (laughs) Holy shit! (laughs) Do you live around
1: here? What are the chances? He's just like, no, I don't. (laughs) (laughs) He was two hours away from home.
0: I guess if that did happen, I would act a little more surprised than Andrew did. I suppose. (laughs) Yeah, that was pretty. Everyone, you're not going to believe me, but
1: (laughs) (laughs) you know, it has zero traction. The forward party.
0: I disagree. I'm a member of the forward party.
1: (laughs) I like Andrew Yang, but I'm also like, yeah, no one believes in your party, sir.
0: I do. I do. I think he's got some, uh, you know, he does some good stuff. Yeah. They can't even get the. I was uh, listening to his book a little bit last night, as a matter of fact. Uh, Which book is that? Forward, it's called. I was wearing my T-shirt and I happened to go to the kitchen. For a beverage, and who's standing there? <laughs> I was just going to say, you went to put, you went to put the, uh,
1: the, uh, the bedside <laughs> light out, and whose hand was already on the switch for you? It was fucking- Andrew Yang! Fuck. What are you doing in my bedroom? Entrepreneur
0: and politician? And then he goes, do you mind if I tweet this out? <laughs> you know, Andy, I don't know. I thought it was a moment between us, but go for it.
1: Yeah, if someone was like yeah, someone was like, Woohoo, let's go to the shirt I was wearing, and I looked to my left and Andrew Yang just was there is more yeah. believable than Andrew Yang seeing. that I suppose that happen. my
0: jaw would drop if I happened to be walking down the street <laughs> and not one but two people were celebrating the Blind Mike project. <laughs> <laughs> And then me and you tabletop him, like I kneel down behind him and you shove him. (laughs) (laughs) We should just hang around box eating dad's neighborhood, and just so we can do that (laughs) one of these days. (laughs) Now I've said it on air, so we'll have to do it to someone else. But
1: (laughs) yeah, find McFuss, daddy. (laughs) Go to Georgia, Uh. see his his racist dog.
0: You know, I apologize. I apologize to Craig because I read that thinking why the fuck would he send me this and now i I see perfectly <laughs> it makes complete sense you know
1: you know i I had blinders on I missed it. I'm sorry <laughs>
0: <laughs> I had my Andrew yang glasses on
1: yeah would you just I completely forgot I said that because I was like there's been like four tweets I've sent from him recently about how he was like, this is bullshit that the the Trump raid happened so I'm like why would I Send yeah, that he's been good on that yeah so I was like Why the fuck would I send that to Mike
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, Oh you know who's got a great Twitter I retweeted The gentleman last night Let's go to Rob Schneider's Twitter and see What he's up to I would say go to the one that I Retweeted but based on my uh, brief Research you could just pick A day and he's tweeting things like that
1: Oh like severe right wing Politics
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, I've seen it. Yeah. Well, let's give the people a taste of what Deuce Bigelow male gigolo is tweeting about. Um,
1: the silencing and demonizing of political opponents and now the unprecedented raid on the former president brings our nation one step further away from a peaceful republic and one step closer to tyranny. What follows is the inevitable barbarism and bloodshed of war.
0: <laughs> you can do it. <laughs> <laughs> That's a bit much. <laughs> yes, he followed that up with making copies. <laughs> making
1: copies. <laughs> oh yeah, no, I'm scrolling you know, through. There's a ton.
0: I mean, people are allowed to have opinions, but the phrase stay in your lane exists for a reason, you know.
1: Here's a good one. Do you see the video of um Biden forgetting Schumer shook his hand already?
0: Yes. Yeah. yeah.
1: So Schneider quote tweeted that and said, this is no longer acceptable. Uh, This is a national threat. Forget climate change. This guy's brain no longer works.
0: (laughs) At least, at least there's an element of humor there. Like it's a comedian trying to be funny. But this is why I love Ari Shafir is he has said he's a, Speaking of ordering your listeners, this is something he did order his listeners to do. He says, anytime you see a comedian tweet something serious, just reply, I don't get it. (laughs) (laughs) Like, what's the joke? I don't understand. (laughs) (laughs) Because because you should, like, listen, I know people are going to have opinions, blah, blah, blah. But it is very weird for the guy who starred in such films as the hot chick and the animal. To be like, well, now let's get serious for a minute, folks. <laughs> Both great flicks. Rob Schneider is a carrot. <laughs> he is the stapler. <laughs> What's he worth? What's uh, uh? By the way, what are those guys doing tonight? So I think uh, I think our boy Carl is at that uh, live show. They're doing some show at Red Rocks. Have you seen that, Matt and Trey? Yeah, it's like a twenty fifth anniversary show of South Park. Yeah. No shit. But I do I'm very curious. Maybe I'll ask Carl when he gets back. Um, because I'm very curious what they're gonna do for like a live show. Are they just screening an episode? cause they're not like oh, it was stand-ups. So- Are they gonna do performances? It was something about a movie, right?
1: Matt Parker and Trey Stone talk twenty five years or so market.
0: Oh, yeah, I forgot about that aspect of it. Um so they wanted to uh, they were t- just talking about this to the l a Times, I think it was. Um, before the pandemic, they wanted to make a movie and use this deep fake technology, and they were going to deep fake Donald Trump. And the movie was going to be about a guy whose life was ruined because he looks exactly like Donald Trump.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Which is a hilarious. Imagine. It's just Donald Trump with fucking, you know, basically Mr. Garrison's voice. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That'd be very funny.
0: Because <laughs> you know it's just going to be one of their voices.
1: Right. <laughs> it's a concert. So
0: it's it sounded like a brilliant idea, but they said they put it on hold because it was super timely, and now the time has kind of passed, so they'd have to figure out a new way to do it. Um... Now to
1: celebrate the series twenty fifth birthday, Parker and Stone are coming full circle with a concert filmed at Red Rock's Amphitheater near Denver, headlined by Primus and alternative rockers Ween. The con oh, hold on. The, the concert which will debut on Comedy Central and streaming service Paramount on August thirteenth and fourteenth, respectively, will feature musical numbers from the series history. Oh, maybe they're just gonna play Oh, okay. That kind of makes sense. Yeah. That, that does make sense so like the there's gonna be a lot of the movie played because that's where I feel like most songs came from
0: right 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 yeah um imagine they can sell it Red rocks It's crazy but good for those guys I mean they do, as much as uh any show creators do they deserve the billion dollars they've made oh for sure
1: for sure they're worth so much dumb money
0: yeah they're geniuses really. Didn't they just um, didn't they
1: just sell like a almost a billion or sign an almost billion dollar deal? That's what I was referring to, yeah. On top of what they already had.
0: Yeah. So they, they got basically I think maybe more than what Jerry Seinfeld and Larry David got. I think so. When they signed over their syndication rights. Or Jerry might still have his syndication rights, but um Yeah, I think they may have gotten more. I'm not sure. Or pretty close to it. Hmm. But uh, go to blindmike.net, folks, if you'd like to support the show. We appreciate it. You can support the show on Patreon financially. You can also get our merch. Uh, right now, uh, Joe Rogan is berating me on his podcast, but I'm going to ignore that and tell you to buy a gearhead bucket hat because that makes the most sense as a personality on Twitter. Yeah, do it. Um, so you can support us financially with uh, the Patreon and our merch or. If you say listen, I like you Mike, but not that much. Then uh, support the show for free if you could. Uh, boost that algorithm by giving us five star reviews everywhere, liking, subscribing, going to the YouTube, commenting, all that stuff helps the algorithm and it's a free way to support the show. So help us out. blindmike.net is where you can get that verygoodshow.org as the one. Is where you can get the Craigster and go support Craig cuz he's the only guy I've got now. It's just me and him against the world.
1: See, never left, never left, never going. It's depressing. Yeah, sure.
0: Sure, fine. Someday I'll just be in a room. Alba has left me. Everyone's gone from my life. It's just me and Craig. <laughs> it's like, hey, bud. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Hello. Because <laughs> the warthog's with Clemmer now. Oh, yeah, fuck. He's actually in the
0: chat. Yeah. The warthog? Yeah, he just said concert. Spying on me, I'm sure. Yeah. You know, Mike said mean things about you. <laughs> Reporting. He's a double agent.
1: Oh, that's very funny. <laughs> He's the most uh, unsuspecting double agent, too. Like
0: that's what makes him, that's what frankly makes him so suspect.
1: Mm. Come on, that's you, what's, uh, you know,
0: kind of, ma- that's, that, that's what's made me keen to him on, uh, since day one, really.
1: <laughs> he said, I don't care for this. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, what can I tell you? Um, no, support the warthog as well at, uh, Warthog.biz.
1: Something to do with the 95 Mariners, I think.
0: <laughs> that was the other thing that bugs me. <laughs> well, I and another thing, 90, <laughs> I tuned into that 95 Mariners thing because he did it the other night. And by the way, first time in a month that he's done it. Mm-hmm. And could you imagine like that, that thing has like monthly subscribers and you know, people that subscribe for three months or whatever. Could you imagine if I just didn't show up? for a month, how annoyed these people would be.
1: Oh, man. Did they get charged still, or did he shut that off?
0: I, I've seen Box Eating Dad on Twitter threaten to fuck faces. He would turn on me real quick.
1: Oh, boy. If oh I, boy.
0: if just for a month I was like, hey, keep giving me your money, <laughs> but...
1: <laughs> yeah, Box Eating Dad's but, ready, uh, ready to cut your Achilles because you don't like the drops I play.
0: <laughs> see? Did he just say that? No,
1: that was, that was like a couple weeks ago. I'm looking ago.
0: on my shoulder for this guy all the time. Where is he? <laughs> but I, I popped in there the other night, and he said something to the effect of like, there was some commenter named Blind Theater Near Me or something like that. And Chris reads it, and he goes, Blind Theater Near Me. Wow, that's a combination of a lot of things. And it seemed like he was about to say, like, that's a KMS reference, but like, he didn't. And it's like, really, dude, do you think anyone in this chat right now doesn't know what that's a combination of? Like, that's you're behaving weird to me. Yeah,
1: he's he's in like a salvageable spot still, I think, where if he just fucking turns it around with that. But I feel like that's going to annoy uh, certain people uh, coming up
0: if he keeps blatantly ignoring their existence. It's weird. Yeah, it's very weird. But, you know, although it's easier when you're I'm willing to admit this. It's easier when you're on the outside looking in. you know, it's easy for me to criticize Brendan Job and Stuttering John and Chris Clemmer, these types. (laughs) But then when it happens to me, I get sensitive about it, too. So I understand that part.
1: Uh, I had to unsubscribe immediately from Clemmer once he betrayed us. (laughs) Come on. (laughs) Montante and I bullied him for his bets and he had a hissy fit once.
0: Who's saying that box eating dad? I don't reveal their identity. I don't want the wrath of Clemmer.
1: Box eating dad. Actually, Montante did tell me what he suggested he do, and it made more sense than picking favorites all day.
0: What he suggest? What who uh, phrased that differently? What do you mean?
1: I, I forget exactly what Montante said, but he told me this bet that he said that Clemmer should do instead of this parlay in baseball. Because oh yeah yeah yeah, all he does is pick favorites, and he's like man. Here's a doozy for you. Two heavy favorites,
0: right? Yeah. <laughs> so the Yankees will beat the Cincinnati Reds today. <laughs> but I don't know. My Yankees have been scuffling a little bit. Red Sox are horrible. But that's that's for another that's for another program. Um, uh, why, why don't we go out with a, a Rob Schneider doozy? Do we have uh, another one lined up?
1: I thought you were, I thought that was going to be a perfect segue to this Pete Rose video. <laughs>
0: Oh, I forgot about that. Fuck. I was going to leave you with a... You know what? Okay. Here's what we'll do. <laughs> we'll talk Pete Rose, then we'll close out with a Rob Schneider clip and get any comments in before that, because that's when we're leaving. Deal? Deal. Alright. So, Pete Rose, who I... I, I didn't... I've, I Maybe I, I must have known this, I guess, but I guess forgot or just never knew that Pete Rose was on the Phillies when they won the World Series. Uh, so they brought him back for
1: like Oh uh, timeout timeout. This what? is so he was gonna um, Montante's Suggestion was and box eating dad's Suggestion to Chris for his bet was Stream the game on that Thing he uses the 95 Mariners for And place his bet off of that Game
0: You yeah, know well, they're Kind of stealing my idea I don't know I don't know what your idea was. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> I think, I, oh, oh, no, what I said, I'm obviously they're not stealing my idea, but it is similar. I think what I said was, oh, no, you know what my idea was? My idea was worse because it involved an app that doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> but I thought the Play Barstool app was uh, still in existence. And I was like, why, don't, why doesn't he just stream on there and other people place bets on the 95 Mariners?
1: That's a good idea, too.
0: Right. But, but I don't think that app, I don't know if they use that app anymore.
1: Well, or they can just use Marcel Sportsbook now. Right. They could. Yeah. He could stream it. But if he streams that the Mets game that night, that day, so people go and they yeah. watch him do it, whatever, and then they can bet on whatever the starting pitcher is, how many strikeouts did he get? Oh, I can bet on that during this game. And see how close like that's way better than, like I said, picking
0: heavy favorites. Yeah. You know what's crazy is I was actually walking down the street the other day. And two guys were talking to each other And I overheard him say Have you ever noticed uh, Mike Geary, Mike Montante And Boxeating Dad have similar ideas <laughs> And the other guy said Well look at my gearhead shirt Of course I know that <laughs> and they, I didn't say anything I just tweeted about it
1: And those people just heard click, clack, click And they turned and they were like
0: "Whoa, <laughs> what is I cap by? Nothing <laughs> to see
1: here folks <laughs> You just do your hello. (laughs) Uh,
0: All right, all right. Now, Pete Rose, big day. They said, "Hey, let's celebrate Pete Rose today." At uh, what's the Phillies' new stadium called? Uh, Yeah, a lot of money park, Lincoln Financial or something. No, that's the Eagles. Eagles, Yeah, yeah. Um, Well, whatever it is, they're in Philly, and uh, you know. More uh maybe more offensive than um him saying like, eh, it was fifty years ago, you dumb broad. Citizens Bank part, by the way. <laughs> Citizens Bank, that's it. Um let's play this let's play this clip. So I guess Peter Rose went on to the Phillies broadcast and uh listen to how just these stiff broadcasters react to a, a genuine madman in the booth. Joe said, Tony, congratulations.
2: What did you hit? And Tony says, Joe, I hit a cock-high fastball. Mm. (laughs) And and Joe didn't know what to say. Joe said, no shit. Looped out to right field. You change the subject real quick on that loop out to right field. I'm, I'm just describing the action. Pretty sure we don't have a sense. Uh, looped out to right field. Seven. Nothing
0: Ooh. bizarre just happened here in Philadelphia.
1: Hit a cockeye yeah. fastball.
0: <laughs> now I'll grant them. It sounds like like you might be thinking he must have said cockeye at first, and then he said what he said. You know they hit the shit out of it or whatever. Or no shit, whatever they whatever he said. <laughs> That's when you have to react in some way, like Pete. Jesus,
1: <laughs> how Hammond was he? That'd be great if he wasn't.
0: Pete Rose is like you can walk into your local bowling alley right now and find the equivalent of Pete Rose drunk, just sitting at the sitting at the bar. The difference is they aren't the greatest hitter of all time. Correct. <laughs> like P Rose is just your everyday drunken madman, except he's also the hit king. <laughs> <laughs> so, I But I just love that's almost a, um, a Tom Brenneman moment where like you have this weird thing happening and he's a like, fly ball to right field. It's a shame we don't have the seven second delay. <laughs> can you be a human for once? What is stopping you as a play-by-play guy? What what do you sign over to them? What's what to the powers
1: that be? What is the radio station going to lose because he said that?
0: Um. Well, technically, FCC. I think that violates FCC law, so you could be fined. I think it's a hundred thousand dollars for the one word. You can be, yeah.
1: That's crazy.
0: Um, Now, what would probably save them is I'm guessing they're on cable.
1: Yep.
0: Like I don't know if they're bound by the same, you know, seven dirty words and all that. But, Hmm. uh, but the real, you know, sure that was all fun and games. But then my, you know, (laughs) I hate to say my favorite part, but uh, the most entertaining part of Pete Rose's day was when people said, "Hey, Pete." Didn't you get fired from Fox because of allegations of fucking a minor? Oh yeah. And what was all?
1: What was what was the Hit
0: King's response to that?
1: Oh, let me grab that. Uh, I, remember, I think she was. Uh, if the Warthog's in the chat, oh, no, I don't know exactly, I, no! Exactly. It, it was. It was like fifty-five years ago. Was his response yeah. or something? Yeah.
0: Right? He said, "Listen, it was, it was 50, fifty-five years ago, babe." <laughs>
1: That's right. It was 55 years ago, babe.
0: Like that he's doing Dennis Miller as he answers to child fucking allegations. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, babe. (laughs) Oh, babe. (laughs) He's like, listen. Hey, Pete, did you fuck a 12-year-old? What do you want from me? It was ages ago. You still remember that? (laughs) She's still alive. Are you still... Are you still hung up on that kid fucking story after five and a half decades? (laughs) Come on. I'm an old bag of bones now. Come on. Let bygones be bygones. It's 55 years ago. Yeah. She's certainly legal now. So what are you crying about? I bet she
1: doesn't even remember. (laughs) Uh, That's great.
0: Oh, Pete. He's a... uh... I hate to say American treasure, but he, he's something. <laughs> Why won't they let me in the Hall of Fame? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Does uh does the chat have anything to say before we hear from Rob Schneider and get out of here? Uh, um, me. I closed out the thing. Let me
1: pull up his uh Twitter again. But they are saying Citizens Bank. Uh, uh no nothing oh um uh Clemmer's a complete social climber
0: you know I mean it happens every time to the point where I this you asked me why I don't uh not you Craig but the royal you you people ask me why I'm not fighting with Kirk all the time the guy's always right <laughs> he said I bet Clemmer's gonna go there and you know like have conversations such as yeah you know I was on that show like, he's fucking nuts but you know I did what I had to do to get here and I heard that and said no chance that happens <laughs> and Kirk was right again that's to a T how it's happened and that's what's bugged me because like I liked Chris in the inter or whatever I like him in the interactions I've had with him so it bugs me to see him behave in the way that he is. And maybe, you know, it's because he's new to doing this as a job and uh, you know, certainly took me a while to adjust to. So I get it, but it is very strange to have that going on today and tweet about Barstool merch. Like I like they need Chris's help with that, by the way. And you think uh, I mean, if he can tweet about that merch. We only, we only sold fifty units until Chris's Twitter got involved.
1: I'm saying if he t- says something happened though, um, he he tweets out the 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 shirt thing, then he interacts with the show today, and it blows up, and people go more people from Barstool go check out his profile because obviously everyone from this end knows him, right? right? Exactly.
0: So. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That that's exactly what I'm saying. So it's very unusual, but perhaps we can get a little wisdom. From the great Rob Schneider he, Perhaps he can teach us something about this nation
1: He uh, Asian Americans are the last ethnic group That universities can legally Discriminate against I have a feeling this is about to end As an American and as an Asian American I am grateful this is being heard By the Supreme Court Justice uh, Supreme Court um, What a hoot Yeah Chew
0: on that folks uh, We'll see you next time on the, uh, I hope to hear from you soon Until then Have yourself a great day And as always Rock on